This episode is brought to you by Five Star Painting, a neighborly company. Five Star Painting is looking for new owners to join their growing company. Could this be the perfect opportunity for you? Are you driven? Do you have the heartbeat of an entrepreneur? If you're interested in running your own business, text Five Star B-I-Z, that's Five Star B-I-Z, to 87000 right now to learn more. This episode is brought to you by BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code TMS. You just pay $5 shipping. Coming up on TMS, Revenge Catch-Up. Best served cold. You can't go home and you can't stay here. The greatest poops of my life. Happened this week. I don't like the way she's holding her money. Emulsify my suspension. I guess the Americans are good at something. Dan Dan, the tabletop man, and more on this episode of TMS PM. This is the morning stream, but it's not in the morning, it's at night. TMS PM. Welcome to TMSPM, everybody. It's August 30th, 2019. I'm Scott. He's Brian. Good morning. Afternoon, Brian. It's not morning. Good afternoon. Good morning, afternoon, Scott. Good afternoon, morning. <laughs> can't uh, can't uh, say things today. Why is this drifting? Oh. Sorry, I got a cable got a drift. Yeah, got a little drift. cable drift. A little bit of a drift. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's PM edition of the show. We do this on Fridays because you guys support us at our Patreon. You can find over there at frogpants.com slash DMS. And uh, we got mm-hmm. stuff to do. We got Dan here coming up. We got uh, some other things going on. Uh, I'm taking off this weekend for a little bit for uh, my anniversary. Anniversary. Oh, very nice. So you were you were in August or a September wedding, huh? We were no, we were end of August. So technically, it was a few days ago, but we're celebrating this weekend. So gotcha. end of August. You're gonna do the uh, staycation thing, like gonna go get a place in. Uh, downtown slc and uh we're gonna go to park city we're gonna go to park Mm. city get a place there we're gonna come back to slc for one of the nights for ruth's chris steakhouse because my kids bought us a a thing to go there Uh, what do you call it guest certificate and uh it's the only time i ever go there is when people pitch in because it's freaking expensive it's so expensive to go there like a hundred bucks of steak or some stupid thing so we're doing that but it's good steak and they don't even include the uh the sides like you go to outback you Mm -hmm. get a steak and you get sides two of them yep count them two yep uh ruth chris no just a steak you want sides it's family style sides so everybody on the table has to agree that they all want asparagus it's weird how they do it i don't love it it is weird yeah but i do love the food the food itself is amazing Mm -hmm. and it's just the two of us so that'll be cool and oh, uh, it'll nice. be nice because we don't ever uh, do this. So we're going to do this. and It'll be fun and we'll enjoy it. Hey, are cool. you in the I mood? I decided what we're doing oh. for dinner tonight. Usually Friday night is a go out, is go out night. And uh, don't know what we're doing. I went out and bowled between uh, Coverville. Guest, yeah, so we did guest, I did guest connection at one yeah. and then ran out and did uh, some bowling. Three games with Crazy Neighbor and two Angry Orchards. And then, uh, <laughs> okay. And then back here with half an hour to spare. What's an angry orchard? Describe that drink. What is that? It is a hard cider. It is is basically just a. Oh, you it's like an those. alcoholic cider? Yeah, I like do it. like those. Yeah. I like those more than beer. Yeah, yeah. You wish that I a did hard, not uh, drink hard... And drive. crazy neighbor drove. Oh yeah, of course he did. 
which is not mm-hmm. really much better, but it's fine. It's not better. <laughs> I guess it's really, it's just that he's more desensitized to it, I guess. Could be. His tolerance, his tolerance is way higher than mine. Oh, yeah. So. That guy, he can, his liver is made of uh, leather, leather liver. It, like iron, I think. It's it's like at this point, it's it's a concrete shell yep. of a liver. Yep. Until he needs it replaced. We're going to keep saying that. <laughs> anyway, right. uh, well, that's good. Did you, why, why did I think it was, uh, when's your next mystery date night? When's that? I thought that was. Oh, we did that last Friday. We did the um, uh, the water park. Oh, right. The water park. But I do have something in mind. So because Tina did the whole, you know, take me to Vegas for my birthday thing, mm-hmm. I let her off the hook for mystery date because that's kind of, you know, that's the nice thing to do. Say, oh, yeah, well, you got to take me to an entirely different city and, you know, uh, take me out. And then I also want you to surprise me with a date. So I took July, August and September mm. for mystery dates. Oh, I can't you. remember what we did in July. But I'm sure it was great. Um, and then this month I took her to the uh, the water park for um, uh, for the adults, you know, the the uh, happy hour thing. Is July the thing in the the outdoor uh, concert deal, the Red Rocks thing? No, that was like uh, the Prince thing. That was that was it was still cold during that, so I can't remember what July was. Um, I remember, unless there was another Red Rocks thing that I forgot. I don't know. I can't remember. Mm. I remember we talked about Red Rocks. Apparently, July, it was really it was. memorable. Yeah, it was a good one. It's still <laughs> it really a mystery that mystery day. We still don't exactly. Know what it, was. it went back to being the mystery. Oh. But I have an idea for next month, and okay. I know she listens to the show, so I can't really talk about it. But I think, I think she'd get a kick out of it. So I think I might set it up. All right, can't wait to hear it. Yeah, they're inspirational. Yeah. These things you do, I like to hear about them. It is a lot of fun. It's, uh, you know, I mean, it would. It would be if it weren't so expensive. It would be nice to do mystery date every freaking weekend, you know? Oh yeah, no, that would be that'd uh, be just living. make it like an every Saturday night thing, but that would be really expensive. You could act, you could literally say it's like a Saturday night at Ibbett's house. You could say you that. really could, right? Yeah. It's like a mystery. It's I like not just it. like a Saturday night at Ibbett's house. Tonight we're having pork loin. The kids are coming over. We're having Ooh. family dinner. Mmm. And then I'm watching film nice. sack after that. Mmm. Yeah. So you still have not seen Limitless? Uh, no, tonight after the meal we're gonna. But they have to go slightly I, early because of the kids, so I gotta watch it. Yeah. We watched it last night, and uh, I know one hundred percent the thing that's gonna gross out Scott the most. Really, one hundred percent? Yes, one hundred percent locked in. Wow, that's a yeah. sturdy prediction. Okay, I, I'll be. And I will be super honest about what grosses me out the oh, most. You won't even have to be. You won't even. You there. There's no way you'd even like try to hide it. Like okay. you'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, that's it. That is the thing. That- wow. Okay. <laughs> now usually we're not that certain, so this will be good. I'm, I'm yeah. looking forward to it. Anyway. There's only one real thing in the movie that that would could that uh, could potentially gross you out, mm. and it goes 100 percent full in gross you out. Wow. They don't hold back. It's limitless in its grossness, is what you're saying. It's limitless in its grossness. Yeah, boundless, they could call this movie. (laughs) Uh, All right, I'm going to play some phone calls. Do you want to hear these? Okay, cool. Yeah, Yeah, i got to get these out of the way. I've been going through phone calls. They've been stacking up. I pulled three today that I think are appropriate. We'll play more on Monday, but... uh, Or no, Tuesday, sorry. We're taking Labor Day off, everybody, so don't come here Monday. Yeah. Um, here is uh, you can come here, but but when you hit play, you're gonna see this show again. <laughs> yeah, you can come here, but you can't stay there. Or no, how's the old phrase go? You have to leave, close, but you, close enough. Yeah, close enough. good enough. All right, here is the you first one. You don't have one. to go home, but you can't come <laughs> oh, here. But either. You can't come here either. 
You can't camp here, but you can leave it there. All right, here it is. First call came to us. By the way, 801-471-0462 is the voicemail line. And uh, they've been stacking up. So here's three of these. This one's about smoothies and ketchup. Check it out. Uh, it's Captain Kipper. Um, about ketchup. Ketchup cannot be a smoothie because you don't cook smoothies. You have to cook the tomatoes and stuff to make ketchup. All right. Is that the determining factor? Captain Kipper says it is. If you have to cook it, it's not a smoothie. That is a good. That is a good uh, breakdown. I mean, don't they cook uh, some berries to like reduce them though to make them ready for? No, that's if you're making jam or jelly. So really, you could just say that ketchup is tomato jelly. Because oh. you'd have to cook, you'd have to cook fruit down to make jelly. So well, tomato jam then, right? Because jelly don't shake like that. <laughs> <laughs> or no, it's the other way around. Jam doesn't, doesn't shake. Like yeah, yeah. Right. Jam must like be a, jelly because jam don't shake like that. Fair enough. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Do you so do you think that settles it then? Is that it? I mean, do, is there any other argument about whether or not like, you could? I mean, you could. Yeah, you could say uh, nibbled in the chat room. Just beat me to it. Chutney because chutneys can, chutney can be um, sweet and savory, and it's more of a multiple use topping than ketchup is. Right? You don't put you're not gonna put ketchup on toast. No, but you could put. You put jelly on toast, but you could also put jelly on, uh, like a, well, I don't know. You, you could eat it with a pork chop, like the mint jelly, but chutney. What's they're the both. Last, the last time I had chutney, chutney is like a chuck, chunkier jelly. Oh, there it is, mango chutney. Yeah, I did have this well recently. Yeah. Okay. Tomato chutney. Hmm. Tomato chutney. Hmm. All right. Hmm. All right. I mean, look also, isn't a smoothie? Doesn't isn't a smoothie just defined by something you'd want to drink? Right. Like, isn't that kind of really the bottom line? Like you'd. Uh, and this spaghetti sauce here is not. This is. Why do you have spaghetti sauce at your desk? <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a demonstration. Watch this. This is why it's at my desk. Okay. This is the gross life I live. I was hungry. I needed a snack earlier. I gra- I couldn't uh-huh. think what in the fridge to do, and I wanted to prepare anything. So I grabbed this cold, half used, uh, chunky mushroom and green pepper pasta sauce. It was uh-huh. in there. I can't wait to see what you're going to put in there. All and right. And I brought that downstairs with a bag. Oh, I only have one less. So this is perfect. A bag of these little butter thin cookie or, uh, crackers. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, those those the uh, uh, Keebler Club crackers. Yep, yep. And then I do this. <laughs> Just dip it in there. Get a big wad. <laughs> yeah. Mmm. That's good stuff. Like oh, a townhouse. Little... That's right. Those are townhouse crackers. Yeah. Yes. It's like a little pizza in every bite. Mm-hmm. And now they're all gone. Yeah. I'm going to put this over here. Here, see? Putting on. Yep. I admit it's a little weird. Yep. Do you have refrigeration, ample refrigeration down there? No, but I'll... just going to sit there for the next hour? <laughs> it's going to be here until Dan leaves. That's how it's going to go. <laughs> um. All right. So that was our first call. Thanks uh, there, uh, Captain Kipper. Here's one about uh, just about calls in general. Here you go. Long time right. listener, first time caller. I'm just calling to show everyone how easy it is to call the number and leave a message and get on the show. Thanks for the show, though. See? See? Wow. See how easy it was? He really, and he really couldn't lose, right? Because he knew that if everybody heard that, he was on the show. But if we never played it, he's not out anything because then it won't sound like, you know, how easy it is to be on the show. He's kind of proven that it's difficult to get on the show if we don't play it. Yeah, actually, good point. Exactly. You can't lose. Yeah, yeah, you can't lose. It's easy. Just beep, boop, beep on your phone. You get little buttons there. That's right. You put the number in yeah. and you call it and you leave a thing and then we play it. It's really simple. 
and we try to keep it easy for you guys at Very home. Very cool. Hey, I was going to say, do you still have that Oklahoma uh, call again? Like the, the Do you know oh. the phone number? Because you said it came from the States. Yeah. I want to look up that area code and see if it's an Oklahoma area code. I think so. I am still not at all convinced that it was not Gidget. She swears up and down that it wasn't her. And at one point, she swore up and down that neither of them were her. And then we did get her to cave and admit that the first one was her. Which sounded just like the other one, which makes yes. you think she's just yes. fooling with us. All exactly. Right, hold on. I'm looking here. Did I keep it? Um, did I not? Shoot, I may have deleted it. Mm, bummer. I mean, it wasn't like good bumper material, so I ch- probably chucked it. No, of course. Shoot. Of course. Yeah, I, and even if I did, I don't think then, oh, you know where it would be. Well, I have, okay, so I have this pile of archived voicemails on Google Voice that I mm-hmm. could go dig through, but it would probably take a while. But yeah, like yeah, yeah, we probably have it somewhere. I still think, I think it was her. Yeah, I, I think it was her as Icor well. in the and chat she... says it's her. Other people have said it's uh-huh. her. She was super cagey about it. And then if you admit to one of them, you're admitting to both is the same, it's the same voice. Exactly, because they sounded exactly identical. Okay, that first one was me. It's like, okay, then both of them were you. Come on now. Yeah, she really got people because people in the chat were like, we shouldn't make fun because maybe she's slow or has a disability. <laughs> like, no, it's freaking Gidget being funny from Australia. Right. She's not on right exactly. now, so she can't defend yes. herself, but I'm sure we'll hear from she's her. She's only slow because she's Australian and they're behind us in time. <laughs> no, I guess they're in the future. She's fast. Wait, are they in the... Wait, where? They're in the future. Yeah, it's tomorrow in Australia. Oh, oh, oh right, because we go that direction. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, but it all comes back to us. They're almost back. They're almost back to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. They're almost back to us. What am I saying? All right, they're I got almost, a third. They're almost back to us. They'll always be ahead of us. They'll Scott. always be ahead always. of us. You're right. Here's the final and third call. This is a. Uh, oh, it's a question. Here you go. Um, I was wondering if you guys had a pop culture thing that you just never got into. Now, I think that's Alex because it mm-hmm. sounds like him. I know that shitty voice anyway. Okay. Um, <laughs> wow, and if it's not Alex, then you've insulted two people. <laughs> I think it's him, uh, but I'm not sure because most of the call got garbled, but that part came through. So gotcha. a piece of co- pop culture. Oh, now I forgot. Hold on. Um, I was wondering if you guys had a pop culture thing that you just never got into. Oh, okay, I see. So, so one I, don't that, like, that's, I don't think that's Alex, by the way. But um, Oh, it's not? It sounds like... I don't think so. Oh. No, I don't think it is. <laughs> it's Gidget. Oh, no! <laughs> Gidget's, Gidget's been it's coming from Gidget the whole time! <laughs> <laughs> so, so what do, you, do you have anything that you were like, oh, man, I never got into that, and I don't know why I didn't? Yeah, I, I have a bunch. I mean, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, never got into that. Uh, Transformers never got into Transformers. Okay. I was all Micronauts all the time. Yeah. Um, your, de- your devotion to Micronauts is staggering. I love it. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Damn right. Yeah. It's Come not, on, it's- time traveler. You got your uh, thorium orbiter. You got your uh, your uh, space tubes. I those mean, tubes. come on, it was the future. Oh, those tubes. You could put them all the way up your stairs, and then. Damn, yes. all the way that, those tubes yes. are cool. They were like pneumatic freaking travel tubes, and they were amazing. My grandmother bought that for me in California, and I don't know what happened to it, but I think I brought it back. I did. I brought it back home with me, and you could never get the um, the tubes 
themselves to seal out all the air. Mm. So your dude would go for about a quarter of the way of the path that you made. <laughs> and then he would just stop and get stuck right in the middle of there. Yeah. It was never hermetically and, sealed. It was never going to no, go the full distance. And his, uh, and his body was shaped like, like he was normal, normal head, normal legs, but his middle section was all fat and hexagonal so that he could fit right in the tube without any air, like a lot of air getting around him. <laughs> Yeah, it was, I mean, it was dumb, but it was cool. And it was what we had. Rocket tubes, man. Those were the best. Uh, for me, probably, um, I've gotten a lot of pop culture, but I'd probably say, oh, geez, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think I've, I've dabbled in everything. I know, I'm trying to think of something that you never... I mean, there's got to be something, right? There has to be something. Micro machines? You ever get into micro machines, Scott? No, but isn't that just a sub... It's a yeah. subcategory of the whole other thing because I did get into muscle, uh, those M U S M U S C L E uh, little eraser toy things, oh, little rubber. You just did wrestlers. it. You just did it. Wrestling. I never got into pro. Oh, wrestling. wrestling. Yeah. Same with you, right? That was never a thing for you. Never got into wrestling. Yep, that's it. Pro wrestling. Couldn't do it. Not my thing. Still to yeah. this day, just sort of like parts of it. I kind of admire. I also like some of the people that have come out of it. I think The Rock is cool. I like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, um, what's a John Batista, Cena, John Cena. They're all cool. And I like, you know, their careers are cool and all that. I just haven't, I just can't say I ever really got into it. I just couldn't do it. And there are people now today that are super into it. that are my age and I still can't mm -hmm. get my mm -hmm. head around it. Well, I mean, look at jury, right? Jury's big into that yeah, stuff. He and loves it. Totally. You know what? I love that. He loves it more for him. Less for us. I don't need it for me. Nope. Yes. Yeah. We're all good. You and I play more video games than just Hearthstone, that's and right. then he gets to watch wrestling. <laughs> that's right. Because that's all he'll do is play Hearthstone. Yes, he, exactly. He doesn't play video games otherwise. Uh, all right, well, thank you for your calls, everybody. 801-471-0462, great place to leave your voice messages, and we will get to them right here on the show in future episodes. Like I said, next Tuesday we have a couple more coming, so watch for those. All right. You guys, let's talk about five-star painting. Choosing to start your business with five-star painting means setting yourself up for success by surrounding yourself with the best in the business and best at the business. This entire episode brought to you by Five Star Painting, a neighborly company. Are you an entrepreneur? Are you driven? You want a good opportunity? All you got to do is text five star biz, five star B-I-Z to 87000. That's 87000 right now to learn more. With five-star painting, you'll be your own boss, pick your own territory, set your own hours, and live a better life, uh, or quality of life, rather, running a business that you can be proud of. You have access to the best resources to help you scale your painting business to help you meet your personal goals. And you go home every day with the satisfaction of helping your customers enhance and maintain the beauty of their homes. As a five-star painting owner, you'll also be part of the greater neighborly community of home service brands. Neighborly has empowered more than 3,700 entrepreneurs to achieve their dreams and goals through local business ownership. No one knows the home service industry better than Neighborly. Every year, nearly 1 million customers are proudly served by one of Neighborly's 22 award-winning brands, some of which include Mosquito Joe, Molly May, Glass Doctor, and Mr. Rooter. And, of course, Five Star Painting. Hey, I love running my own business. You're going to love running yours. Whether you've been thinking about starting your own business or maybe already hopping into the painting company, text 5 Star Biz to 87 Zero, zero, zero. That's 8700 on your text to 5 Star Biz. That's what you're going to write, actually. So the number you're texting to is 87000. And then you're texting 5 Star Biz, one word, to 
To learn more about how five-star painting franchises can help you get to where you want to go faster and uh, better than going it alone. Again, text five star biz to 87000 to learn more about the neighborly brands that may be available in your area. And we thank them for sponsoring this show. How about now this? Cool. We get Dan in here. Yes. And we see what the hell he's doing with the, what the Dan things the Dan does. Do what the Dan do. That's right. Uh, can't find his thing, but I'll find it. Uh, Dan, are mm. you there? I sure am here. Oh, Can hey. You? Yeah, you're here. Here, listen to this. Hold on. Once you smell it, and no. there goes your dandruff. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was trying to find the one where you say <laughs> dandruff commercial. Love oh, here it. it is. I found it. I found Be it. careful. May cause drowsiness. There it is. Dan, Dan, the tabletop man nice. on the show. He's also a pharmacist, so sometimes we delve into that stuff as well. Actually, this uh, week before we get into games and stuff, is there uh, what's the big hot thing going around the pharmacist what's world? What's the new hot drug? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I've been sitting here trying to figure out if uh, ketchup is uh, the same as a smoothie or not. Because yeah. Yeah. So if you leave a smoothie around mm -hmm. for long enough, will it eventually set, uh, separate? Uh, so depends. interesting. Separate. It, it depends because sometimes those are just blended fruit. Sometimes they're blended fruit and ice or fruit and yogurt, but mm. uh, uh, fruit and milk or almond milk. I do because I think most I mean, of the time, even a smoothie. I think most of the time, since they're both they're all in a solution and you're kind of making a, a paste out of it all mm. in a way. I don't think smoothies separate. Oh, oh. hold on, just oh. you're right. Okay, because ketchup does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ketchup's got the water, watery bit. Well, let's right. So uh. ketchup is kind of an emulsified suspension. Yeah, where that eventually it will separate out. So is, there's is a in, smoothie ever going to be, um, like predominantly? You can't really say ketchup is all tomato because there's spices and stuff like that in there. But at right. least with um, smoothies, it's usually like two fruits, a fruit and a yogurt, fruit and some ice, a couple of fruits, whatever. It's it's rarely one thing that's just been blended to to high heaven. Well, plus you can't leave you can leave ketchup out on a table at a diner interminably. Mm -hmm. It's fine because it doesn't go bad. Yeah, because right. there are preservatives. Do either of you refrigerate your ketchup like a couple of heathens? I do because yeah, it, I heathen, like it I cold. That. Yeah, I, I like do. it cold, but not because I'm afraid it's going bad. I just like the cold. I like now cold tell me why you like fries. it cold because aren't you almost always putting it on hot food? Yes, that's why I like a French. Like if you're gonna dip a French fry in your uh, yeah. a nice hot toasty French fry in cold ketchup. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and aren't there people that don't refrigerate mayonnaise either? Ooh, well those those are horrible horrible people. Those are people <laughs> with those are people with, that, are people with a that contains egg and yeah yeah you'll have explosive yeah, diarrhea all day if you do that. I even think mustard you're supposed to uh, refrigerate once it's open, but ketchup, ketchup does not have to be refrigerated. Depends on the, the the preservatives and the kind you're getting, but yes, for the most part that's true. But I don't know a single smoothie on this planet that you could leave out. So there's another differentiator, right? Mm -hmm. Ketchup is preserved. Yeah, you can't put. But a it's like you see sometimes you'll see like YooHoo and stuff like that on the regular aisle where it's not refrigerated. I don't know if I trust any milk that's not refrigerated. <laughs> no, that really bothers me. Yeah, yeah, I don't like yeah. it either. Don't trust that sort of stuff. Condensed Actually, milk in a can. I bought Come a big. On. So I bought two big um, kimchi things this uh, a couple days ago at the Asian market. I love kimchi. I've had it every day since. I freaking love it. It's so good for your guts, by wow. the way. 
I don't want to get gross or anything. The greatest <laughs> poops of my life have been this week. Amazing. Is this is this anniversary weekend uh, you and Kim or you and kimchi? <laughs> Sadly, there'll be no kimchi with Which, me, but I would love some if there were some. We'll probably have to go out and get it. But we're going to this taco place that puts kimchi on their tacos, so we we'll probably will do that. Oh, but. nice. There you go. Well, anyway, this you put is, some kimchi on that steak you get, too. Oh, that's so good, dude. Oh, mm-hmm. Kimchi and steak, no better combo on this planet. Uh, no chimichurri, little chimichurri sauce. Yeah, that's pretty good, too. Well, anyway, so we got this big bucket of it. And it can go bad because it's got, uh, it's like real and has no preservatives. And then I bought a canned kind that you can leave out forever. So I don't know why there's a, why there's a difference. They're supposed to both be pickled cabbage with spices and whatever kimchi is. But one of them says keep refrigerated and the other one says it doesn't matter. So I maybe there's ketchup like that or ketchup or catsup. Hmm. Catsup. One of those three. By the way, uh... Heinz recommends that because uh, stability after opening can be affected by storage conditions, they recommend that you do refrigerate after opening. Oh, so, not monsters after uh, all, are we? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hmm. still monsters because how long ketchup shouldn't last very long. You should you should have it all wrapped up and and uh, empty by the time it would go bad. <laughs> well, and I know nowadays you don't see too often uh, the the glass bottles of Heinz. Do you, have you seen my, those uh, in a long time? It's been a while. Yeah, so they have the little. There's a diner that I go to that has. Yeah, Mm. that you're supposed to karate chop the 57. Yeah, Yeah. you're supposed to. You're supposed to bang on a 57. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really? Is that true? Supposed to bang. Yeah, that's how you get the ketchup to come out faster. They figured out that that's how you get the leverage of getting the ketchup out. You hold it at a uh, like a 45 degree angle and you karate chop the 57 on the glass, and that is the optimum way to get the ketchup out faster. I have never heard this. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. I love that there's a the, you, you just aim for the logo or the number. You aim for the logo. That's awesome. Yep. All right. Well, I guess that answers the question. No big no big news in the pharmaceutical world then? Is there not a lot going on? No. It's, it's been a, uh, no. Not a whole lot of no, not a whole lot of things going. This is the slow time for the pharmaceuticals because basically everybody's trying to push a flu shot on you this time of year, which is just fine. You can get out ahead of it. But mm. if you get too early, you know, when people they're trying to push into midsummer and stuff, you're not really going to have the new strains in it and everything like that for you know to have the full reaction so this is kind of starting to be that time of year where you should be uh you know looking forward to a flu shot i usually tell people mid to late september because it takes two weeks before you're going to get that reaction in your in your system so i, I mean, I had this a, is going to be about the time to i had a buddy tell me that the best time to go was october i don't know if that's true do you think there's anything to that mm. or do you still say september no it's fine is it no october is you know september october because you're going to have that uh that's when all the uh you know that's when all the supplies are going to be coming in you're going to have the uh, you're gonna have you know this season's flu shot stuff. I mean, you're still even if it was last season, you'll still have a good you know a bit of a reaction to help with the immune system. But you may not have the same strains oh. that they would be putting into you know this one, which it's you know it's just good to have you know yeah. mm-hmm. especially you, Scott, when you've got a you know you're constantly around a, a, a newborn. Yeah, so being around the infant has definitely made it a more mm-hmm. um, we talk about it more. Or at least it comes up more and. And Taylor's obviously very careful about this. She she's big on making sure people have had their flu shots before they're like playing or wrestling around with him. He's yet to be. I don't want her to go too crazy because kids need to get sick and build their immune systems, right? Yeah. But right. he has yet to have any kind of anything. And I know he's only seven months old, but he has. There's been no cough. There's been no fevers. There's been no. Uh, oh, give him time. Oh, he will. I mean, he'll <laughs> have it. But I I just I keep telling her I'm like make sure you know just. 
You let them crawl on the floor once in a while. You know, you just got to yeah. let them. Mm-hmm. But they don't necessarily have to, you know, get sick as long as they're Let them lick the kitchen floor every yeah. once in a while. Yeah. Let the dog put his tongue right down his throat. No. Yeah, you don't want everybody to be you don't want everybody to be so overly sterile when they're around you know you don't have right. to use sanitizer all the time and everything like that but you know be clean but don't be don't be overly anal about it that's yeah. the, kind mm-hmm. of the way what i take from that is it. have a clean anus is what you're telling me oh, absolutely great clean it, anus as clean as you possibly can <laughs> scott yours is probably uh way clean after this week <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, that stuff is so good for my like flora. Cycled right through. It's just yeah. good for me. It feels great. I, f- I never feel gross and bloated. And I'll take food like even crappy food. Like I'm uh, not crappy, but we went to one of the days this week. We went to um, Noodles and Company, and I just got what I always get there: some chicken thing. And I decided to just load it up with kimchi, and it just was so much better. And I could, and it was great. <laughs> I didn't feel all heartburny after like I usually do. I am telling you, kimchi miracle food, man. It stinks. Kimchi is the new Mad Max Fury Road. It's the new Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> and when I start sweating it out on the treadmill, that's when people will not want to be around me. Oh, it's, yeah. Jeez. Ouch. Uh, it's no good. And so, some weeks, some weeks I have like good stories from work or things like that. But this is one of these weeks where so much weird crap was going on at work, just, just work wise, that I don't even, I'm so punch drunk that I can't even remember what I did have the day. No. Do you, do, you, so, do you have office drama just like anyone else? Everyone has their stuff. Oh, right? well, yeah. What do you mean? We always have uh, office drama between, you know, and these people are leaving and this manager left. So half their department's leaving. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then other people have to uh, pick up slack, which usually means, uh, you know, Dan and company have yeah. to, the other pharmacists have to pick up that slack to do this or that. But, you know, it's a good place. I, uh, you know, they, they give us, uh, as of January, I'll be there seven years and I'll have like five weeks vacation, which oh, geez. in other words means that I'm a lifer and there's no way I'm ever leaving. Yeah. It probably means you're, you're never going to get that anywhere else. Just get five Gen Cons in a row. That'll be fine. <laughs> Did, do they, uh, do you, you when they, um, when you guys get shorthanded, does anyone accidentally give Mrs. Wilson like 400 extra Valium by accident or anything like that? Oh, happen? no. They, what, what's, what's really good about, what's really good about the way our system works and this is pretty cool. A lot, of, a lot of pharmacies do this. So this is something to, to help put everybody at ease at home. You know, everybody's like, well, how do you know you're putting the right thing in the right place? Well, what's good about the way our system works, because, again, we're kind of a mail order place. Yeah. So we have when you when you scan a bin, which is what we you know, we keep all the drugs for for Mrs. Ibbitt in, you know, in a bin. And when we go to send them out, we'll scan a drug from there. And if the next drug, which is still in the bin that we scan to you know do right pill, right bottle, if it's uh, Mr. Johnson's mm. drugs, it'll like it does this big mm. ah, alert, this big loud alarm thing. So, thing yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, so it tells you that you know, hey, idiot, there's, there's something must be up. Which happens because mm. you know I'm not looking at you know when I'm checking right pill, right bottle. I'm not looking at names. I'm just looking at what's in the drug. You know what's supposed to be in there is in there, so that it's good that it will flag me. But it also flags not only does it flag me, it flags the packagers, so they can't. I mean, it physically can, but they can't scan it to be released to to be sent out if the wrong thing has been scanned. Mm. So there's there's all these different fail-safes that you... Uh, that makes sense, you know, of course. Yeah, no, that's, that, that makes me feel more comfortable, actually. It means that, uh, you know, Mrs. Wilson won't get an OD because Dan screwed <laughs> up. I like it. Yeah, right. I can't say, you know, that nothing ever happens because, you know, we have uh, these machines that do a lot of the counting. So our, our place is probably like one-third counting by machine and two-thirds by hand. Mm-hmm. So we've got um, what's called parada machines. And the, the only thing that can confuse a machine is when a human screws something up. Mm. So when you're putting drugs into the machine to be dispensed, sometimes people will actually pour the wrong bottle in there. And then later I'll be looking at something and be like, hmm, 
three pills are blue and the rest of them are red. Something's wrong there. <laughs> Something's wrong. Which one? Which one is the right one? And why are there? Yeah. Well, that brings up a question that is sort of boring, but maybe I'll ask it anyway. Are all pills different in some differentiating way? Like fingerprints? Do they try to make it so that no two pills are ever? Oh yeah. Like? Yeah, yeah they so, have imprints on them, like yeah. numbers and letters and stuff, right? Okay. Yep. So uh, over the counter is a little bit different because sometimes you'll uh, you just won't have anything on over the counter, which is a pain in the ass when you're trying to check vitamins and you got to look at you know there's it's just a white freaking tablet and there's nothing on there. But that's over the counter stuff. All prescription uh, tablets or capsules all have to have something on them. It's very rare that it'll be nothing mm. on there. Usually that's again like a renal vitamin or something like that may may just be a weird uh, brown capsule that doesn't have anything on it. But all tablets will have different letters and numbers and things like that on there. And you get pretty good after all these years of knowing what is what. You know, when I look at a tablet, I can tell you a lot of times what exactly it is. We're trying to we're trying to work this into uh, paradox with with Bridget. Where mm. we're uh, we're trying to I'm trying to get Jerry to just show a picture of a tablet and see if I can identify it. <laughs> oh, that'd be that. great. That'd be a, a good little <laughs> good awesome. little weird Easter egg thing. So <laughs> there's there's got to be one like a governing body that has a list of okay if it's a circular one that has a PJ on it that that means it's this kind and if it's a PT then it's got to be this kind over here and yep yeah I want to say it might be the USP the United States Pharmacopeia that might be where it is or one of the or okay. the red book or the orange book there's one of those things but almost all the sites that'll be like clinical pharmacology and some of those others they all have like a database where you can do it's called identidex or a drug drug index where you can type right. in this you know what this is um, but what's funny so when you're in retail you always got the moms or the grandmoms they would come in with these little baggies and they're like they're like can you identify this? I found it. I'm like, don't tell me. I don't want to know where the hell you found it because if you tell me where you found it, then right, I can't really. You. Right. Yeah. Yeah. By law, I can't tell you what it is. So yeah. I don't. I don't care. You can just tell me you found it in the parking lot. And that's fine with me because usually yeah. it's like, you know, it's like a Ritalin or uh, some sort mm -hmm. of amphetamine or something like that that mm -hmm. they found in. Or you know, half the time it's just nothing. You know, they found sure. something. And they're like, oh, sure. they found. Oh, a, yeah, that's right. He is on that. A Centrum multivitamin or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's never. It's never the fat. It's never the big fat things. It's always the little round yeah, white right, things right. with like a five on there or something. And they're like, "This looks yep. weird." Hey, what is this thing that says Percocet? What could that be? <laughs> you know. Wow. All right. Uh, Flex. Awesome. We learn more. We learn every time. Hey. So totally. uh, tell us uh, what's going on game wise. I know you were you were showing me something by text earlier and saying how rad it was, and I'm, I never. Yeah. Did. So I wanted to. Um, I wanted to get your opinion about something, both of you guys' opinions about something, but I wanted right. to talk about a game uh, called Reavers of Midgard. Reavers. This is by Gray Fox Games. It's just coming out about now by J.B. Howell. It's kind of a uh, spiritual successor to Champions of Midgard, which uh, in Champions of Midgard, you are kind of a, a Viking clan, and you're going out, you're pillaging. It's got some fantastical stuff in there uh, where you're going against a lot of these monsters of the sea, uh, and you know you're you're pledging to your gods and things like that. Now, what Reavers of Midgard is, it takes out a lot of some of the fantastical stuff, and all you're doing is just raiding and pillaging in there. Mm. And what this is is a uh, what they call a worker placement game. So you're just kind of putting your worker out, and you're getting to do things where you're at. There's a lead follow mechanic, which means if I go to a certain place first, I may get uh, a bonus of one thing, and if Ibit follows me, so he may be left of me, so he gets to decide whether he wants to go or not. If he goes, he may get a lesser bonus, but he gets to do it. And then Scott, after him, will get even lesser bonus because he's the third player, but he'll be able to allow to do there and do the action. So what's interesting about a game like this, 
is that when you look at the board, and I put a, a couple of, I put a picture in the, uh, you, you may recognize the guy from Gen Con in, the, uh, in our uh, Discord chat, mm. but uh, if you look at the board, it's going to be like, what the hell? There's so much crap there. But this is one of these things, uh, Johnson, I don't want mm. you to get too, you know, scared of looking at a board like this. And I know, I know Ibit wouldn't be scared because this is right up your alley because <laughs> there's just a lot of crap going on. But this is one of these things where when you look at a board like that, there's really only five things you can do. It's, you know, or maybe even six, but there's sure. only five spaces. And then when you go there, you do a thing. You go somewhere, you pay a price, and you do a thing. So mm-hmm. it's not really as crazy as it looks like, too. Um, so, I mean, this is a, it's a great little, it's kind of a light to medium weight Euro, where you're kind of getting stuff, turning it into other stuff, and getting victory points for doing just about anything. And you could kind of, uh, you'll get these different uh, Vikings, and it'll be different colors, either red, blue, or yellow. And you could either, when you get them, they could either be your leader, and then they'll turn some dice faces into wild, or you can kind of slot them in so that when anybody goes to a certain action space, you may get a bonus for that. Mm. So that's pretty cool to kind of pump up your little bonuses. I think that what was throwing go. me visually was I was seeing so much. Um, uh, there's so many. Uh, sorry, everything's placed down on such colorful uh, backdrop yeah. that it, it looks more yeah. complicated than it is. I, I, I think, like a lot of that. Yeah, stuff and once is all just, the stuff is out there, it may be a little easier. Yeah, but with just with no cards and no you know chits out there, it's kind of hard because it just looks like blah. Yeah. You know? How long? Uh, how long of a game? Like when you settle in to play this, how long are you gonna be there? Oh, you can probably play this in about yeah, hour and fifteen, hour and a half. Well, once see, you you know that's once that's bad. maybe even with teaching because once you get going, it's a piece of cake. You won't even be, you know, and that seems like a long time, but when you're you got a real fun experience, it's not so bad. This seems that seems totally reasonable. I like games yeah, like totally. that. All right. Yeah. Yep. So, so, so I was thinking the red, yellow, blue. So there's just the different uh, classes: ravens, Yggdrasil, and berserkers. And, I think they're uh, the different. They're different clans. I think is what they're considered. Clans, or different. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but everybody can control every one of them. And each one of the colors oh. has more of a certain uh, of of a certain die face to it. Got, right, like more guy. attacks or more shields. It looks like okay, that's yep. cool. Oh, there it is. Huh. Seventy-five and, uh, minutes to ninety minutes. Two to four players. Okay, so uh, is this, would you, um, when I saw the name Midgard, I thought, oh, Midgard, that's going to be, that's going to be tied into some license. This isn't though, right? This is just there. No, thing. it's not. But it is, it is it de- it definitely, uh, I guess Midgard, is that considered, uh, is that kind of like Valhalla? It's, it's always kind of Norse-ish. It's Earth, I think Earth is Midgard. Uh, okay. Valhalla is uh, he- afterlife. Uh, Valhalla is, de- yeah, exactly, like heaven. Mm-hmm. And, the other uh, one. But yeah, you're right. But it's Midgard. all into that that Viking mythology. Yeah, mm-hmm. Midgardian, mm-hmm. whatever. Not not necessarily MCU level, but like you know, the more real. Right. That's yeah. Norse Norse mythology that was yeah that Marvel just adapted for right. the whole. Right, four, right, right. And I love all that Norse stuff, lore. so that that <laughs> appeals to me as well. I'm super into that. I don't know. Maybe this is uh, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous artwork. That's for sure. So is this out now or is this? Uh, it uh, is either out now or it Con? is in the process of coming out. Cause I got one okay. at Gen Con. So they kind of had like a soft, they only had like 200 copies a day. Oh, wow. And, uh, and what happens when you go to cons like this is uh, I paid 70 bucks for it. And I think it'll probably only be about 50, 55 bucks uh, when you get it at, at uh, you know, in retail. Amazon has it for 69 plus 15 shipping, but it looks like that's, a direct buy from not Amazon, somebody else. Uh, and then and if you go to Cool Stuff, yeah. CoolStuffInc.com should have it for about fifty to pre-order. Okay. Yeah, uh, and, and it's one of those sites where if you get a hundred dollars worth of stuff, it's free shipping. So it's a good, you know, us gamers looking for an excuse to buy more games. Yeah, so we end up getting a hundred dollars worth of stuff. That's the way to do it. So mm-hmm. I, 
I sent you that video. So that was a video I did. And Ibit, I'll have to put it in the chat too. Uh, I did an unboxing video of Reavers of Midgard. And I also did kind of an overview of the rules. So this is something that we do in the kind of the board game industry. And I don't know uh, if, you know, because you guys are are both, you know, gamers. You know, mm-hmm. Scott, you're a little more of a novice board gamer. And maybe you're a little more of a, you know, a medium weight to, you know, medium hey, weight. everybody. This is Dan board gamers. from the Geek Sorry. All-Stars. Hold, do a little on, hold on, hold on. I don't know why you're talking behind. There you are. Of Midgard by <laughs> oh, my gosh, it's still happening. Play, pause. Oh, why won't it stop? It's still playing. Because I never know how to stop. That's what it is. Hold on. going on? At Miniature Market, and I think. Chris- ah! Okay, I got it. Sorry. <laughs> it's Danception, is what we had there. Wow. Right. Okay. That was nuts. Okay, sorry about that. So, do you guys anyway. find a value in something like that? I mean, is it is it up there with watching somebody play games on Twitch, or would, would you find a value? See, I look at unboxings because I want to see what the components look like, maybe learn a little bit about the I'm, game and stuff I'm like that. I'm less about the unboxing, but I'll watch a video of gameplay. Like, I watched a video. Um, of oh it was uh uh las vegas heist game that is like uh two levels uh i think it's being kickstarted right now and it looked really cool but it's like a um uh you can choose one of four players that has to knock over a casino and the cards are all face down and you move your little guy and then you land on a space you flip the card over and okay he's in the uh he's at the buffet and he has to like quietly eat so the guards don't come and get him but he's still got to figure out where the safe is and where the the uh um uh, the uh uh well the safe and the guards and the control panel to be able to turn everything off and that was something that was being kickstarted and i thought all right well i'm gonna watch to see how it plays because i'm I'm more about that than than watching a um an unboxing i kind of like unboxings I i like unboxings because for me I mean, I want more than that, but I like an initial unboxing because I get to see all the pieces, parts, and cards and go, that's too much. I'm never going to play that. Or I'll say, that doesn't look too bad. That's only like eight things and a chit. I'll be okay. You know? Like, like to me, there's some value in that, I think. Really? Yeah. If, you know, if it's uh, like the Marvel, Marvel Crisis Protocol, totally watch an unboxing about that because the miniatures look so good. But less so about, by the way, it's Burgle Brothers 2, the casino Oh, okay. Capers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've heard of and I, when, when you look at the, you know, especially Kickstarter, if I'm going to want to figure out if I'm going to buy it or not, I definitely want to see some gameplay as well. So that's why I think there's nice. a good, there's a good thing for having kind of a little bit of both, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, to have, yeah. you know, you want to yeah. see a gameplay a little bit and see how, see what, how many cards there are. And, and you just like want to make sure it's not like just a bunch of crap, like a bunch of little thin pieces of paper held together with tape. And <laughs> you want oh, to yeah, make sure yeah. there's some substance and some quality in the game for sure. Oh yeah. Cause the production value, you can definitely tell just by mm-hmm. looking at it a lot of times, you know, or though, especially if you're watching a box, be like, oh, these are little chintzy cards or, right. you know, and I like to, the, the, the key thing that, you know, the over a few years of doing different unboxings, you know, the key thing is to know something a little bit about the game. So you're not just mm-hmm. going, oh, here's dice. I don't know what the hell they do. Right. Here's another chip. Right. Not sure what that is. So I try to, you know, learn a little bit about the game and say, oh, here's what you do with this. And this is why, you know, this looks Boy. pretty good. And, you know, this is how many they have in there. So it's a, it's an interesting it's an interesting thing to see whether there's any sort of value to that. So let me ask really, you this: Burgle Brothers, by the way, Burgle Brothers had a had a goal of twenty five thousand. Yeah. They are at three hundred and twelve thousand. I did all right then with five days to yeah. go, and I'm I'm thinking, God, do I want to get in on this because this looks like a really fun game. Yeah. Yeah. The original Burgle Brothers is interesting, and it and uh you know that's a pretty wide wide. It's a different sort of game, but it does have a a, a big audience. The, the initial Burgle Brothers. I think they even put an app out for that as well. Oh, but, really? Oh, um, I like possibly, a good app. I'm trying to remember. 
That's a lot cheaper than buying the game. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, then that's another discussion for for another time. Where do you think mm-hmm. apps do do apps bring big value? Like, because a lot of these companies will put their app out and be like, or they'll put it as an online play on a, a right. site like Board Game Arena or Yokata. Like, does that bring value to them? And most companies are finding that it actually brings value because it makes people want to play it with their group next. Yeah, yeah. you know, you get that's. That's really the thing, because I'll look at a game and say, oh, is Tina ever going to want to play this? No, then I'm going to get the app. But if I look at it and say, oh, yeah, I'll probably be able to get Tina to play it, Tristan, Kay, you know, Uncle George, whatever. If I know that I'm going to get some actual people to play it, then I'll pick up the the physical game versus getting the app. So what I want you to do a bit, write this down if you can. Yukata, Y-U-C-A-T-A dot D-E. Okay. You gotta write uh, this down, Brian. You gotta write it down. You gotta ah, <laughs> paper, like paper and pen. Yeah, paper and as pen. As if I don't have a hundred different ways to get a hold of you to right, send it exactly. to you. Y U C A T A dot com. Is that right? It's no, it's dot D E. So it's Y U C A T A dot D E. It's you got a, it's, it's basically a German site, but it is got uh probably forty, maybe even sixty games that you could play and it's turn based. And you can play it online. So I want you to go on there and see if there's any games you have interest in or games that you know. Because you and me can get some turn-based gaming going. We can even, mm. you know, oh, you, cool. you can do your turn daily. You don't even have to, uh, it's not live or anything. Holy like cow. All of these are, there's so many damn games here. Yep. That's pretty wow. cool. Really, really good. That's pretty cool. Jeez. It's I like, see one called Last we, Vegas. We might I'm be able to hooked. get Johnson to do something. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called, Brian? Last what? I uh, see the one called Las Vegas. Oh, Las Vegas. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's well, that's the dice game, man. That's amazing. J- Johnson, you'd love that game too. Uh, that's the dice game I was talking about where they actually have it at uh, Target where you're basically rolling dice and depending oh, on what yeah. numbers you have, you put them in the different casinos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, what's that called that's again? Just Las Vegas? Burger. That's all it's called? Yeah, it's, just Las Vegas. Yeah, it's yeah. called Las Vegas. Yep. Okay. The uh, original was called just Vegas, but uh, I think the U.S. distribution was Las Vegas. All right, I'm looking hmm. at it now. Um, by the way, do you recommend the other uh, Midgard game, the one previous to this one, or do can people jump? Oh, Champions to this? of Midgard. Yeah, Champions of Midgard's a little. There's a little more to it. Mm-hmm. It's excellent. It's a great, great game. Uh, that's by I believe it's Oli Steinem. He's an excellent designer. There are two different designers. Uh, Reavers of Midgard, I think, is a little lighter. Mm. But you, uh, you know, I would try Reavers first and then try Champions uh, if you're, you know, you just want to see if you like that sort of thing. Uh, but I, man, I love Champions of Midgard. Mm. Great game. Yeah. All right. I'm looking at this uh, Vegas game, cool. and now I kind of want it. Is it the one with the cheesy dude and the lady on the top clutching money to her chest? Is that the one? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because he yeah, looks like uh, he looks like what's his name? The who's the Vegas crooner guy that's been there forever? Can't think of his name. Uh, Wayne Newton. Wayne Newton, and she looks like the. Is this, is this the one you're looking at? Yes, <laughs> it's the one right there. Yeah, and I'm pulling she, my Tom Merritt. Here yeah, you go. totally. She and she looks like the old co-host of Fox and Friends. So it's just a weird. You know, weird combo there. Uh, I want to play that. I don't know why that appeals to me, but it's, you would it, it you would love good. this game. It's at usually at Target too. If you, so, if you can't find it online, you should be able to find it at Target. But it should only be about fifteen twenty bucks. Some of that. There's a brand new edition that has all the uh, expansions in it that uh, they're putting out now, and you might have to wait a little bit because they're like forty fifty bucks. There's no freaking way that game should be that much. But the game. You, your family, everybody you know would love this game. It's perfect beer and pretzels or just hanging out game. Okay. It's a perfect kimchi game. Oh, I love a good kimchi game. <laughs> beer and kimchi. So is it, I mean, is it basically just complicated Yahtzee? Is it more, because t- that's what I'm hearing in my There's head. There's even but... less to it than Yahtzee. There's strategy. There's <laughs> a lot of strategy to it. It's Yahtzee. <laughs> yes. So 
there's basically six casinos, you know, and you have, so on your turn, you roll all your dice. Yeah. You kind of organize them into all the numbers, you know, all the ones, all the twos, and you pick one of the casinos and all the casinos will have dollar amounts yeah. that will be on cards that you'll place down. You take, you pick one of the numbers you roll, you take all the dice of that number and you put it into that number casino. Okay. And then the next person goes. And then when it comes back around to you, you roll your dice again, and then you do it again. Each casino, whoever has the most dice at that casino, at the end of the round, everybody's done with their dice, gets the highest dollar value. The second most gets the second highest dollar value. If there, because it's it's 50, that has to be at least 50,000. So there may only be one card. There may be two or three cards, but whoever has, there may be a hierarchy. Now, here's one of the tricks. If two people tie, let's just say you and Ibit both have three dice there. Yeah. If I even have one die there, I win it because you guys cancel each other out. Oh. So there's a lot of strategy uh, strategy there to try and you know you know if you see somebody's got something all locked up, but maybe they you know maybe they put all their dice there. Maybe you spread your dice around so that you know you can get maybe you have a better chance of getting more than one dollar value, or maybe it's ninety thousand, or you, you just want to get that. So excellent game. Any age level. I mean, any age can play this game. Huh. All right. All right. I'm into it. Yeah, I'm, I think I may pick I'm looking, that up. I think I'm looking too close to this box art because, number one, I don't like the way she's holding her money because uh, <laughs> you should have those as chips anyway and keep them in the tray. <laughs> she's got dollars falling into the, the craps table. And uh, the C on the uh, Welcome to Fabulous Las Vegas sign is burnt out. And that bothers me, too, that, that if they're going to draw the Las Vegas sign, at least draw the the neon light on the, around the C uh, functional. <laughs> Oh yeah! Look, it's—I didn't even notice that the C is yeah, out. It's printed out. It says the, "Well, the, uh, home. and the religious overtones of him wearing a bright, a bright gold uh, uh, cross, cross necklace. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a lot in here. I'm there's a lot about. going on. Uh, also, it's, it just says <laughs> "As Vegas, Nevada." There's no L. Well, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yes. Hmm. So the uh, the U.S. one has like all these generic. It's just called the Sphinx Casino. Yeah. Whereas the original one, the uh, Euro version, they were all re real casinos. Hmm. So when they brought them over here, they couldn't put the real casino names on them. So well, they all... certainly got the uh, flamingo yeah. uh, on the cover of the box. They did. Oh, that is true. They do have the flamingo. Yeah, yeah this one is the, uh, the, the gold mine. And the, and the, and the Bellagio fountains at the bottom there. See those? Oh, yeah. Right. Look yeah. at that. Yeah. That's funny. I wonder how they got away with just putting a flamingo on the front and yet nothing <laughs> on the inside. They got Wayne Newton <laughs> right. with a cross. Um, hey, let me ask you this. Do, uh, do you recommend, I mean, this is on Amazon, but they've got this plus shipping thing. Should I just go to Target and they'll have this? Should I do that? They they should have it. Target keeps cycling things in and out. I would mm. definitely try. I would definitely check Target first. Okay. Because you it, could probably, if you can get the old version for 15 bucks, a lot of times they end up, for whatever reason, on the clearance rack for like, you know, eight bucks or something like that. But uh, I would check Target first, or if you don't really care when you play it, just get it Amazon with free shipping. Can you, can you also explain why, like, do you have a theory as to why the Germans are so prolific at these games like what's the deal with the mm. germans How you know you i think uh in germany i mean for hobby board gaming in general uh, board gaming is just it's a religion over there mm. like every family is just has has a room like mine with just so many board games when when the spiel the Scharis comes out and the kenner spiel the Scharis, they say that whoever wins those you can automatically print four hundred thousand games at least and they'll wow. just sell them because the, every German family just goes nuts hmm. for the game. Anything that wins the the Spielschars and German awards, it's just and it, maybe it's just because it's the birth birthplace of the Euro game, you uh, know, yeah. the German style. They, I think they originally called them like German style board games. Right. Yeah, you hear yeah. that all the time with like Ticket to Ride and Carcassonne, all those sorts of things. 
people are always mm-hmm. uh, attributing that. And I always wondered where, where that came from. But mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, there's lots of you could ask the same question. Why are I don't know, JRPGs, why does that all come from Japan? I mean, I don't know if the J stands for Japanese, but do you know what I mean? Like, there's certain places that get really good at a certain kind right, of thing. Certain, and yeah. why is that? I don't know. Why are the Japanese great at making cars, or the Germans for that matter? Why are Americans better at... We, we're probably good at something. I don't know what we are. <laughs> we're good at Ameritrash games. The Ameritrash, Ameritrash is what, what the Americans have, yeah, that's which is true. all theme and dice and... Just yes. crap blowing up everywhere. Yeah. This opoly, that opoly. Yeah, all the opolies. <laughs> all the opolies. Well, that's cool. And you know what you're like, Dan, because you got this big room full of games. You're like the Mussolini and the Germans. Mm. It's, so it's like World War II, really. You're Mussolini. You're just like going the G7. Along with yeah. You're the G7 of board games right there. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Uh, well, this I'm, is awesome. I'm from when, from when Italy was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, their food's good and their Ferraris are cool. I'll give them that. And it's a cool place to visit. Hey, speaking of visits, uh, Dan visits us on uh, on uh, Fridays when he can, and it's great. We always love doing it. If you have any questions about these or other recommendations, you can find Dan on the Internet at Geek Jock blog on Twitter. It's a great place to ask him questions about things you may have missed. Dan, anything else going on that we should mention? Uh, well, we just put up, uh, we were talked about weight loss and diets on Paradox Podcast, uh, hosted by Bridget Levy. So you can check that out. It's on YouTube now and on our feed. Uh, you can check that out. And uh, if everybody's anybody that sees Scott, please wish him a happy anniversary for the rest of Aww, us. Thanks, tell him how good he looks. Yeah, well, you look great. You guys keep it up and you have a great thanks, uh, holiday weekend, we'll, boys. We'll see you, dude. Thanks, have Dan. Fun. Greetings, fair listeners. It's me, Scott Johnson, to take a moment to talk to you about the days when you were always ready to go. Yeah, that's right. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's like the color blue. Blue. B-L-U-E. You know, blue. And then Chew.com. Brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. I'm saying those both wrong, right? Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And because they're chewable, they'll work up to twice as fast as some sort of pill. So you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Blue Chew is a prescribed online product and ships straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor visits, no waiting at the pharmacy, and best of all, no awkwardness. They are uh, made right here in the USA. And since Blue Chew appears, or excuse me, prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code TMS. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's blue like the color blue bluechew.com and the promo code TMS try it for free they're better, cheaper, faster choice and we thank them he's the only person I know that calls me Johnson (laughs) right? no one does that he must know a lot of Scots like you know a lot of Brian's Dan must know a lot of Scots so he differentiates by using uh, last name only. Yeah, and when I was younger, like in soccer and stuff, people would say, give Johnson the ball or whatever. So that would right. happen. Johnson, it was get rare. in the goal. It was rare. Anyway, it's always good to have him on. Again, we talked about Reavers of Midgard and Las Vegas, among other yes. things. And a little bit about uh, Bung- or Burgle Brothers. Yeah, Burgle Brothers. Burgle Brothers. I looked at the app. It looks it looks okay. It looks the, the app on uh, 
iOS store. So looks okay. Like what, 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 looks mean, okay. Yeah, not great. Just sort of. There's only two images from the app, and the reviews are middling. Hmm. And I'd much rather have better reviews if I'm going to plunk down 4.99 on a game. Hmm. 4.99. It's a little high. Yeah. Little it's a little high. high. Little high. They did just put out a, a Dead Cells on there for 7.99, and that's totally worth it. Except I don't know how it controls. It's probably not hmm. perfect compared to oh. the console versions, but that's yeah, an amazing Switch game. was the ideal. Well, I mean, I, I loved it on the Switch. I can't imagine playing it on a. You need better control. You need a controller, straight up. Yeah, you yeah. need a controller. I have it on mm-hmm. PC and Switch. Uh, the PlayStation mm-hmm. and Xbox versions are good too. They all need controllers, so I don't know how. I mean, it's reviewing well, so maybe it's fine. Hmm. I've seen kids do amazing things with touchscreens, so I'm not trying to poo-poo their their world, but. I just can't see how Dead mm-hmm. Cells is great on a phone, but maybe it uses maybe you can Wi-Fi, MiFi, one of those controllers on there or something. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Hurry up with the support or the arcade thing. I want to play that. I want to see that. Right. Yes. Should be uh, any time now, right? They were saying fall, so. Yep. Should be getting, getting all these that. updates anytime, I hope. Uh-huh. Hurry the hell up, Apple. All right. That's going to do it for the show. Thank you all for joining us. It's been a treat hanging out with the fine folks on a Friday afternoon. I uh, hope you all have some fun plans for this weekend. I know I do. And uh, again, I leave right after Film Sack tomorrow, so there will be a new Film Sack, so check that out. Cool. And uh, it'll be great. And um, It'll be limitless. It will be limitless in its both content and the actual film we're watching. Limitless. Patreon.com slash TMS is our Patreon link. You can find it over at frogpants.com slash TMS, along with everything else you'll need from us. There are Twitter accounts, email accounts, links to Reddit pages, so much more. You want to request a song? There's a link for that. You want to? Uh, I can't remember what all. It's all there. Find an old episode. You want to? Yeah. All uh, of it. Submit a. Uh, find. Uh, send us food. You can do that too. Yep. You can do all those things at frogpants.com/tms. Uh, right. One thing we can't do over there is have the songs play themselves, but we do it here, and Brian does it live. Well, not really. doesn't do it live, but we put it in the file so you guys can listen <laughs> home. So, Brian, why don't we do one? thing one? I don't do is I don't do it live. Yeah. Uh, Rick wrote in and said, hey, S&B, my son is having a birthday and turning three. Oh, look at that. It, it rhymes. Mm. How is he three already? Scott, I think I'm suffering from your passage of time affliction. Mm. His current favorite song is the Ramones cover of the Spider-Man TV theme song. And yep, he knows the lyrics. It doesn't have to be on the 28th. Anywhere you have a room would be great. Happy birthday, Will. Signed, Meep, Rick. Oh, we haven't played Meep in a mm-hmm. while. Here. Play Meep. Meep. Here's Brian saying Meep. Meep. That's oh, so good. Meep. Excellent. <laughs> uh, this is the Ramones cover of uh, the Spider-Man theme song. I've got it on a uh, a Saturday morning tribute album, which is excellent. You can still find a copy of this thing. Uh, it's called Saturday Morning Cartoons <clears throat> Greatest Hits, and it is really, really good. A bunch of great covers of things like the Underdog theme and um, uh, Josie and the Pussycats by uh, uh, by uh, what's her face from uh, the Lemonheads. Oh, whose name again? I'm completely blanking on. So but um, yeah, can't remember either. Anyway, really, really good. Uh, here are the Ramones. Have the Ramones killed uh, with their cover of the Spider-Man TV theme song. Oh, 
of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. A bad guy poses as Spider-Man and goes on a crime spree, but can he fool the spider friends?